and welcome back everybody thank you so much for tuning in for episode five of the h asylum podcast i'm your host carlos Higuereda, and i got a lot of things that i want to cover today i'll try to get through them as fast as i can without making this damn near an, an hour-long episode but there's a lot of things that happen within the nfl big big things that happen and and in the college football playoff world too uh, the first ever rankings have been released they were released either was it yesterday or the day before either yesterday or or the day before i forget but they're released they're out and i want to give my opinions on that do i agree do i disagree uh first thing i want to lead off with is a really really sour subject um happened in the NFL regarding the Las Vegas Raiders yet again. And I feel so bad for Raider Nation. So what has transpired is a horrific, horrific accident that occurred about 3 a.m. either yesterday morning. Henry Ruggs III, former first-round draft pick out of the University of Alabama, had a great career at Alabama, very high-ceiling player, has been charged with the DUI for hurting or injuring two other people and killing one young woman and her dog. Uh, he was twice over the limit that you should be while uh, drinking twice that and was going 157 miles an hour in his corvette when he collided with the young lady who was just on her way back home she was working late i believe and he ended up taking her life Uh, he has been booked charged arrested and released from the las vegas raiders now this is just an absolute tragedy. I've my heart goes out to all of those families affected. And this young lady did not deserve this. The NFL Players Association actually has um, a program where every single NFL player is given a card with a number to call on in a case something like this happens where they're unable to drive or get behind the wheel, they could just call the number and take some home. Now, I'm not that conflicted on how I feel. Um, Henry Ruggs III deserves every single thing that he has been getting right now. There's no excuse for something like this to happen. I tell all my friends, all the people around me, that to not get behind the wheel if they have been drinking if they've been smoking it doesn't matter what it is it, it it pisses me off when i see people texting and driving all the time like get off your damn phone put it down it's not that important you can make it make it to your destination safely and then check what the hell is going on on instagram or whatever the hell you think is so important or posting a video of the song that you're jamming out to while they're driving like none of that's important nobody cares cut that shit out because things like this are the repercussions of you doing those stupid things people can get hurt people can get killed i have 
three younger siblings. My oldest one's about to start, you know, hitting the road, getting her license, getting her permit. And there are people like Henry Ruggs that make decisions like he did that could result in my little sister's life being taken. Not even trying to, you know, overblow this, you know, over-exaggerate, but it's, it's the reality. Like, it, it could happen to my family members. It could happen to my friends. It could happen to yours. And all of this could have been avoided if he would just... Some like some nobody was around him. Like his homies weren't there. Like, hey, yo, you ain't got practice tomorrow morning. Ain't you supposed to be at the facility early? Like, what you out here, you know, on the strip at three o'clock in the morning, the, the drinking this much? You have all this money. You have all this fame. Everybody knows who you are. And and this is what you decide to do. I just don't get it. I don't get it. My heart definitely goes out to all of those affected. It's not fair to them. And it's not fair to the Raiders organization. No excuses. No excuses. It's horrible. Um, such a innocent life taken. And you hate to hear things like this. And it just seems like things just keep stacking up against the Raiders. Excuse me, and I feel really bad for them, and I hope that they can, as a fan base, rally against, rally with each other, and bring each other up. Um. Yeah, I don't. I think Henry Ruggs' days as an NFL professional are over. They're done. I deserve they. I, I believe they, it deserves to be over for him. No excuse. No excuse. So, that heavy subject out of the way, the next one I want to uh, get into is a trade. So, the NFL trade deadline was on Tuesday, and 4 p.m. was the deadline. Um, My Eagles are trying to get a trade done. We ended up trading a six-round pick to the Broncos for a corner who was a six-round pick out of LSU. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but... We did get a corner. Now, the biggest trade by far was former Denver Broncos linebacker Von Miller traded to the Los Angeles Rams. And my God. (laughs) Oh, man. Los Angeles is all in this year. They are the definition of all in trying to make a Super Bowl run, win a championship. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Now they have Jalen Ramsey in the secondary, Aaron Donald on the front line, and Von Miller uh, at the linebacker position. Now, I love this 100% for Los Angeles. Uh, I believe that makes them damn near the front runner in the NFC. Uh, I still will not count out Tampa Bay because they have Tom Brady and all the weapons around him. Um... Let's see who who else in in the NFC. I I, be, I think those are the top two, Tampa Bay and and Los Angeles, the Rams, not the Chargers, the Rams. Uh, this is great for the Rams. It would be such a shame though if we got into playoff time and 
something really stupid happens like they get bounced by the seahawks if they make the wild card um i'm not gonna forget about arizona arizona is really good uh but they say that defense wins championships even though i'm i'm always hit or miss with that uh the rams had a number one defense i believe it was in 2018 when they played the patriots in subo and they only scored three points and new england was able to score a lot more points and the following year los angeles the the rams had the number one defense again last year they did they had the number one defense going into the playoffs and they get bounced i think i believe it was in the second round and that just lets me know Look, Aaron, Aaron Donald might be one of the greatest, definitely top five all-time defensive players ever. He He's amazing. I just feel that you can scheme offensively with a good offensive coordinator and a quarterback around players like that. It's not always going to be easy, but it's always very very possible that with a good game plan you can move your offense around those kind of players even though it's a three-headed monster so you can get around Aaron Donald but Von Miller's still there and he can easily run from sideline to sideline then you got Jalen Ramsey up the top playing safety he can come down make tackles so it's gonna be very very interesting to see how this defense um, plays out with Von Miller as the newest addition, I think they're gonna. It's gonna be just fine. This is exactly what Sean McVay would do. A move that he he would do. I mean, he traded away Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford, and Matthew Stafford has now resurrected his career with the Rams. So, um, that kind of that kind of wraps up. Uh, oh no. Um, I want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles matchup uh, going against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Now, we destroyed the Lions 42-6 to last Sunday. And it was the, I would say, since the Chiefs game and the opening game against Atlanta, that that's the best our offense has ever looked. Uh, Jalen Hurts wasn't asked to do a lot, which I think is perfect for first-year rookie quarterback even though it's the second, you know, whatever, is his first year starting in this system. And I know he's a guy in my heart of hearts. I believe in him. I will always believe in him. Um, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot throwing the ball. And I think that suits a young quarterback of, of any team very well. Uh, we had over 200 yards rushing on the ground. And Boston Scott and Jordan Howard were doing their thing on the ground. Now, Miles Sanders isn't going to be back against the Chargers, but the Chargers are dead last in the league in terms of run defense. So I fully expect us to not abandon the run, kind of do the same thing we did against Detroit, even though, you know, we're not going to run it nearly as much. But I would like to see us utilize Boston Scott and Jordan Howard and even Ken, uh, Kenneth Gainwell more in a variety of different ways than we did Detroit because Detroit's is horrible this is the Chargers they're a very good team but like I just said they're 32 in run defense in the league 
so we have to take advantage of that um our secondary i think can hold up fairly well although mike williams is going to be a problem um you have uh uh austin eckler as a running back you got to watch out for him he could be a, a really big threat in the passing game he's really good out of the backfield with that um so, you know mike mike uh, uh keenan allen you gotta watch out for him man he's definitely by far top five receiver in the league slay is is awesome but so is darius slay big play slay so i would put darius slay against keenan allen and then avante maddox on mike williams in the slot and then if Kenneth, if uh, kenny guyton the x receiver on steven nelson i feel like that could be a pretty competent matchup right there i think we got a chance um i believe the eagles will pull off the upset it's we are due for a home game and i believe that this is the one that will put us over the hump and get us in good good um gain some good momentum going on with the rest of the season going forward our schedule is very very favorable for us to stack up some wins and i believe that we can go on a bit of a run if we win this game jalen hurts has got to be this has got to be one of his most accurate games yet i believe he will be able to make the throws dallas goddard is now the number one tight end on the team zach Ertz isn't here anymore he's with arizona so i think this is the perfect opportunity to put an identity like stamp an identity for this team on offense and make a statement on defense even though we made a pretty big one against the lions last week so that wraps up uh, my nfl talk now i want to get into college football now the college football the first ever college football playoff rankings have been released and here are the top four teams that the committee had put in so number one is georgia no surprise there number two is alabama Number three is Michigan State, and number four is Oregon. Now, at first glance, I'm very, very pleased with with the rankings. I like them a lot. I'm very happy that they honored Oregon's win against Ohio State at Ohio State and put us at number four, even though we do have a loss. Uh, keeping with the Ducks right quick, they just need to win out, handle their business, and they're in. What they would need is for Georgia to beat Alabama either in the SEC championship game or have Alabama take a loss in the Iron Bowl somewhere or somewhere along the remainder of their season. Now, Oregon really needs to get out of the fourth spot. This is the, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, the very first rankings unveiled. So they're going to be a lot more after this. Who knows if Oregon does move up. But if right now they would have to play Georgia, they would get absolutely dismantled. I think I believe that Georgia could dismantle damn near all of these teams within the top 25 just with no problem. It's Ohio State, absolutely. Oklahoma would get torn to shreds. Um, now Michigan State is where... <laughs> um, I'm really happy that they're at number three. 
that win against Michigan, a rival for the Paul Bunyan Trophy, was huge. Kenneth Walker III had five rushing touchdowns, almost 200 yards rushing on the ground. First time ever in a rivalry game against Michigan that the Michigan State running back had ever scored five touchdowns. So that was a great performance from him. In my opinion, he is the Heisman Trophy frontrunner if you were not to select a quarterback because Matt Corral, I believe, has three losses. And last time I checked, if you're a Heisman Trophy candidate, losses aren't supposed to help you. The fact that he's still in it is just beyond me. But then again, there aren't that many great college quarterbacks this year. I mean, Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell and DJ Uwe Unglele were the preseason Heisman favorites. And three of those names I just listed are, are done. Sam Howell's out. Spencer Rattler's benched for Caleb Williams. You could honestly say that Caleb Williams, and I'm going off on a little bit of a side tangent talking about the Heisman, but Caleb Williams could make a case for, I don't know, his Heisman moment against Texas, the biggest comeback in Red River rivalry history. So Michigan State, I believe, deserves that spot due to the fact that they're undefeated. They beat a ranked team in Michigan, and they play in the Big Ten. Um, Ohio State has a loss to Oregon, and I believe that if it wasn't for that, that Ohio State could probably be in over Michigan State. Now, Michigan State still has to play Ohio State later down the line, so I'll be rooting for the Spartans to take care of business against Ohio State. I believe they'll be able to, uh, just as long as Peyton Thorne, uh, Jalen Reed, and Kenneth Walker stay healthy. Um, I believe they'll be able to really make a run at the playoff and solidify their spot. I don't believe that Cincinnati is going to get in at all. Uh, Their strength of schedule is too weak. Um, Notre Dame was a big game, but I mean, come on. They they barely managed to pull away from who, who did they play last week? I believe it was either Tulane or Tulsa. Some team that started with the T. But at halftime, it was 17 to 14 at the half. Now, before this week, they were ranked number two or three in the nation. And I was like, my my, my God, you're really going to have them ranked number two in the nation? With Alabama sitting there like hella disrespected. So I would have to see almost every single team ahead of Cincinnati for them to get in. I don't believe they that they deserve to get in. Now, a case could be made for Wake Forest, who represents the ACC, who is undefeated as well. Same with Oklahoma. Now, it's obvious that the playoff committee values the Big Ten and honors Oregon's win against Ohio State more than the conferences in which these two undefeated teams come from. Now, this is just the first one, so this could all change. But just for the sake of argument right now, I don't believe that Cincinnati is going to get in. Wake Forest can make a strong case towards the end of the season. And if Ohio State or Oklahoma drop a game, I believe that they're out. So Oregon at this, where it stands right now, Oregon just has to win out and put the faith and of their season in the hands of Anthony Brown. Now this is a really touchy subject for me. It really is because the last episode I just talked about 
Um, I talked about quarterbacks and how I believe that bailing on your quarterback isn't good, especially if he's a young up and coming quarterback. Well, the reason Anthony Brown transferred into Oregon and one of the biggest strengths that everybody said that he had was his veteran experience. That was the number one thing. Oh, he's been in big moments like this before, right? He managed the game exceptionally well against Ohio State. I'm not taking anything away from him. I believe he's a good quarterback, but in the playoff, if they get there, he's going to need to utilize the weapons around him. Like, I don't, I don't, does any Oregon wide receiver right now have over 300 or 400 yards receiving? I don't believe so. I really don't think so. Johnny Johnson hasn't been fed. Micah Pittman hasn't been fed. Um, Jalen Red hasn't been fed. It's all been CJ Verdell and Travis Dye. That's been the Oregon offense. His last game, he didn't even have a completion over, I think, either 20 or 30 yards. Everything else was less than 20. That's why his completion percentage was great. And he had over 300 yards. But like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I just don't know if he is the type of elite caliber quarterback that can, if the game were to fall into his hands and he needs to make plays with his arm, I don't believe so. Look at the Stanford game. He threw a pass directly to a defensive end right to him i mean the dude is just standing there in wide open space and anthony brown just looks him dead in the eye like here here bro here you you take that and you run the other way like here it was ridiculous you can't make a decision like that and he's been making horrible decisions like that ever since that game he hasn't been consistent do i believe that that can be corrected absolutely do i have the most confidence that it will against a Georgia team down the line, Michigan State even, Alabama? No, I don't. And to double down on that, I don't think that bringing in a a Robbie Ashford or a Ty Thompson right now in the season would help either. So it's either Travis Dye or Bust or Anthony Brown or Bust. No, I, 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 I want to say that I believe he will just light it up. And this weekend against Washington, he'll have the opportunity. In, in scenarios like this, it's all about bringing momentum into the next game. So if they get to the Pac-12 championship game, okay, and they just roll, roll whoever the hell they play, and AB is just looking like a damn gunslinger out there, that's great heading into the playoff game. That's fantastic. That's what you want. But if he's still kind of flat, like when he got booed at Autzen, whatever, the fans will do what they do, okay? Fans have every right to be disappointed, especially with the quarterback. Hell knows that I have. And I've never heard Autzen boo like that ever. And I honestly believe that they had every right, so... So things are going to get interesting later down the line. Um, Championship week is still, you know, a a ways away. But we're kind of starting to know, you know, the uh, sort of the sort of trajectory teams are heading um, slightly, just very slightly. Oklahoma almost dropped one to Kansas, even though they came back and Kansas is horrible. 
Oregon dropped the game to Stanford a game that I believe they should have steamrolled him but that always seems to happen when they play Stanford so Georgia looks damn near unbeatable right now they're my favorite right now to win the national championship game uh, Kenneth Walker from Michigan State is my is my favorite to win the Heisman and we, we still have a lot of ball left to go ladies and gentlemen I mean things are honestly they're just now getting started this is the first um, college football playoff committee rankings it's very very exciting um, just wow who would have thought that Clemson wouldn't even be ranked that Wake Forest would be the number one team out of the ACC right now and Clemson wouldn't even be ranked so so that's all I have for you guys in this first segment when I get back um, I'll talk a little bit more Philadelphia Eagles football because you know so there's this you know I covered the game uh, preview and I kind of want to just go into that just a little little you know a bit more um, I'm gonna take a short break and when I come back we'll get into that so I'll see you guys really quickly peace and we're back y'all thank you so much for sticking with me um so we're gonna get into the second segment uh right quick won't be long just i want to go into the eagles matchup against the chargers just a little bit more um so Jalen Hurts, you know, in his first year, um, I believe, is just kind of showing me what a good, I'm be honest, inconsistent rookie quarterback should look like. Now, I hate the Philadelphia fan base, and I can say that. I mean, <laughs> I despise them so much because it's like we didn't understand what we were dealing with to the fullest like we all knew okay we get rid of Doug Peterson we get rid of our Super Bowl winning head coach get rid of Jim Swartz and we get a whole brand new coaching staff okay all of us snot our heads like okay and the number one question is is Jalen Hurts the guy and from the jump I was like yeah you see what this kid has done in in college Hell, he broke my heart in the SEC championship game when he came in against Georgia and let him know a comeback win. Forever, you know, hold that against him. But everything else, no. I won't. Now, like I said, they're so afraid to give up on, on young quarterbacks nowadays. And what people don't want to admit is that Jalen Hurts right now is better than Zach Wilson. He's playing better than Trevor Lawrence. And he's playing better than some other younger quarterbacks around the league. I'm not saying that he's playing better right now than Joe Burrow, because he's not. He's not playing better than Justin Herbert. He's not. Uh, But against uh, Mac Jones, probably Mac Jones right now is looking like the best quarterback to come out of this recent class. And, and And that's fair. 
I would have taken Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. I would have taken Zach, uh, Mac Jones over Justin Fields. Jalen Hurts right now is playing better than Justin Fields. And everybody in Chicago did not bail on Fields after his horrible performance against uh, who they play. Um, was it was it the Browns? I think it was the Browns. His first ever start, and they only scored three points. Now, Chicago wasn't sitting there sitting, you know, like, oh my gosh, Justin Fields is horrible. We need to bench him. We need to put in Nick Foles. Nobody was saying that. But Jalen Hurts has a bad game, or they we lose to the Chiefs in a shootout. Okay. Then against Tampa Bay, where against a rookie quarterback where they're having him throw almost 30 times. Okay, yeah. Well, what did Philadelphia expect this kid would be in in less than 10 games? He hasn't even... I think this would be his 11th start going into the game against the Chargers. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I, I despise it so much. Jalen Hurts just needs time to develop. It would be way better than trading all of the Eagles' future assets in this upcoming draft to either draft a quarterback or trade for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. And here's the thing that Philadelphia fans don't realize, is that if they were to bring in Deshaun Watson or any of these other veteran quarterbacks here, it wouldn't fix anything. It wouldn't fix anything at all. Look at Deshaun Watson and the situation with Miami. Last time I checked, Deshaun Watson can't play defense. And the defense that Miami has is horrible. Last time I checked, he can't play offensive linemen. And their offensive line stinks. So there's nothing that he could do other than throw the ball, make decisions as a quarterback that would be any different than what Tua Tagovailoa is doing right now in Miami. And what Jalen Hurts is doing in Philadelphia right now. No difference. We just need to give him time to develop in the system. I believe that him and Nick Sirianni will get it together. He does need to be more accurate, more consistently. There have been plenty of clean pockets where he just flat out bailed too soon. I'm like, Jalen, you got time, yo. You, you have time. You can make that throw. Devontae Smith is, is excellent. He's phenomenal. He gets open damn near every play. It just takes time. Now his this the offensive line um, combinations have been different. I believe almost every single game this year. So he hasn't had a 100% set in stone offensive line that he can believe and that will give him time to make these throws. And that all comes with time. I believe that in the draft this upcoming year, you go all in on defense and then offensive line. You build both uh, sides of the field up from the lines first because that's where games are won in the trenches and you just keep letting them develop I mean uh, Mike White the backup quarterback for the New York Jets could potentially take Zach Wilson's job I mean Zach Wilson is a freaking bum yo he's horrible he's horrible some people were saying that he was the best quarterback coming out of this last year's draft and I could not believe what I was hearing like you cannot be serious are you are you kidding me over Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence even Mac Jones people were saying that Zach Wilson oh he has Aaron Rodgers like playmaking ability 
Well, he hasn't shown it yet, y'all. Okay? He hasn't shown it one bit. I believe this dude has, like, what, 10 interceptions of five touchdowns? He's horrible. Now, I can't blame the kid because he's he's a rookie, too. But in the same vein that they want to criticize Jalen Hurts, I got to keep it a stack with, with Zach Wilson, too. Same with Justin Fields. Same with all these rookie quarterbacks, okay? They want to tear my guy to pieces because they say he's a bum when he's really not. And when you look at Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, they're... They have one win. We have three. And we're about to upset the Chargers, okay? Calling it right now. We're going to upset the Chargers. And... And like I said, the, the fan base is split down the middle with Jalen Hurts. So people will believe what they want to believe. And that's fine, even though I think it's very unwarranted. If you don't like if you don't like Jalen Hurts, just, just say you don't like Jalen Hurts. But he is nowhere near a bum. He's nowhere near not being able to oh well. He's nowhere near not being able to handle certain situations in terms of leading a team. He has every single intangible characteristic that you could want in a quarterback. And he just has to clean some some stuff up. I believe he will, like I said. And this will be a perfect game for him to showcase what he can do. I mean, the last game he had two scrambles on third down to extend drives. Was putting fools on skates. It was amazing. I was like, that's that's exactly what he brings to the table. I didn't see Zach Wilson do that. I don't see... I don't see Trevor Lawrence even that. Justin Fields doing it. He had a, an, a, an, an insane scramble run for a touchdown last week. It was it was amazing. Shout out to Justin Fields. But this fan base is so fickle and unwilling to be patient and look at the real real picture of why, why are we so above developing a quarterback? If all these other teams could do it, why can't we? Remember how back in the day the trend was that you had a veteran quarterback and you drafted and you drafted one and you had him sit for about four to five years remember when that's just what you did that's how everybody did it now that players are more skilled than ever they're they're evolving the game they're getting faster stronger these kids are more talented than they have ever been we just like oh plug them right in they'll do whatever the hell they did in college immediately in the pros no no you are you are insane to think that that's how it'll work i think jordan love you the backup for aaron Rodgers, is the closest thing that we have to you know the times of old where the, that was a trend but the trend's different now you just first overall draft pick yeah kid you're you're the franchise guy and say if it's fair if you want to this is how things are now and Jalen Hurts is in my opinion handling it the best way that I, as a fan I want him to sure yeah the losses this year is making me want to pull my damn hair out especially to Dallas especially when we could have had the Tampa Bay game we could have had the Chiefs if the defense would you know step up and make some plays but like I said Jalen hasn't been playing the best but I'm not going to sit here and say that he's been playing horrible either. I believe he's franchise. I believe that Nick Sirianni, and even though he does these whole weird, you know, flower power analogies, <laughs> talking about roots, and we seem to continue to grow. And, and he's right. We do need to continue to grow as a team. And 
and build on on this win. I'm really confident going into this game. I know on game day I'll be nervous as hell. But sorry, I did take a drink of water. Um, but I'm not bailing on my team. I will not be like these fickle, impatient, want to win a Super Bowl right now type of fan that all these delusional Philly fans don't want to admit they are. And they think they're smart as hell, but they're actually pretty damn stupid. So that's all I have for you guys. Um, it's a, a lot shorter episode. Um, you know, not... We still have Thursday Night Football tomorrow, which I'll be watching, tuning into. We have more big matchups this weekend in college football. And then Sunday, Sunday night. So, I mean, the the football season is like we're in mid-swing. Right in the thick of things right now. And it's amazing. I'm loving this season. I'm so happy it's back. I'm so happy to see that the fans are back in the stadium. Uh, The traditions are, you know, still stronger than ever. Um... Even though, you know, later on this year, people aren't going to be calling it the Civil War, but I still will be because that's what it's always been. So it's history. Can't really erase it. So thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. I love y'all. If y'all could do me a favor and support the show by sharing it with anybody that you know that is a fan of football, fan of college football, NFL, uh, Eagles fans, um, just fans in general, uh, share and and spread the word because i love doing this i'm starting to find my my groove in this still uh still getting my feet wet um but thank you so much for tuning in it means the world to me and until next time y'all that's all i have for y'all y'all be safe love y'all catch you later peace